3: the Monday press conference show is running a little bit behind today. We had basketball, so we'll catch back up with Chad McKee later in the week. Oklahoma wins it, dramatic fashion, the greatest, largest comeback in Sooner football history. Final score thirty-four 34-31. Don't miss the podcast, the Sooner Sports Podcast, live tomorrow with Toby and I. We go in-depth on some of the great stories that everyone shared about things they did to try to change the momentum. I it's kind of wild because Gabe and I down on the sidelines, I don't think we really did anything to try to change the momentum. But Toby and the guys in the broadcast booth went with their hoodies up on their on their sweatshirts. A lot of you talked about watching the games from different rooms in the house. I think we had one that said, I started sitting on the floor after sitting on the couch and then standing the rest of the game. Just I, I know probably in the whole scheme of things in life, it really doesn't make a difference But it's just kind of fun to think we all have our quirky, wild things that truly deep down inside, we hope, kind of helps change the momentum. But on Saturday, what really changed the momentum for the Sooners more than anything else was forcing a turnover. And it finally came after five games. The Sooners did it on the first possession for Baylor in the third quarter. How about about this stat? Since the last turnover the Sooners forced, they were minus nine in turnover differential. And think about this. In those games, they (laughs) – They won all but one. I mean, that's crazy. If any team is in the red like that in the turnover differential, how much trouble they would be in. So obviously Lincoln Riley has some thoughts on that coming up later in our presser pod. But let's start by hearing from the captain of the Sooner defense, Um, Kenneth Murray. Just how special was that rally for this team in Waco?
4: Um, you know, it's just it's just a group of guys, you know, a team just, you know, continuing to battle, um, you know, never losing the faith and uh, you know, It's pretty special, Um, you know, just seeing what we did and able to, you know, come back and just never lose face in each other and just continue to fight. How wild is it to think that Alex Grinch had actually shown some footage from the
3: Patriots' comeback against the Falcons and then the same thing happened?
4: Yeah, um, it was pretty crazy, you know, was kind of joking with him, you know, after the game because, you know, um, you know, you know, as that was going on, you know, kind of Atlanta Falcons, they tweeted out a little tweet. And you know, Center kind of got a hold of it and was talking about it. And you know, I I showed him, you know, Coach a tweet, and you know, he kind of laughed and he was like, you know, you know, I I didn't want you guys to take it literal, literally, and you know, go out there and literally go down 28 to three and then you know, come back and obviously win. But you know, just proud of the team, proud of the way we fought. Um, and you know, just you know, proud of the way that you know we listen to our coaches and continue to stay in the battle. The ball
3: comes out when Motley punches it out. Patrick Fields, Pat Fields makes the the recovery. What kind of vindicating moment is that for these coaches to say we preach turnovers, you get one, look at the difference it makes. Sooners might not have scored on that next drive, but it it really changed the whole tone, didn't
4: it? Yeah, um, you know our coaches tell us all the time, you know takeaways equal victory, and uh, you know we were able to get you know two critical takeaways um, at at critical times in the game, and um, you know ended up us getting a victory. So um, it's just so important that you know it's all about the ball. You know you you talk a lot of about it being about you guys. So what was that big adjustment when it came
3: to, let's just say specifically the quarterback runs that were giving them so much success? Was it a change or was it just better execution?
4: It was just better execution. You know, just us just really just calming down and just doing our jobs. You know, you know, we felt like, you know, we gave up a couple in the first half, but, you know, we knew, you know, it was a football game and, you know, it's going to be ups and downs in that game. And, you know, they were a good football team, so we would just continue to keep believing, continue to, you know, have faith, and we just, you know, continue to fight. This team as a whole, what does it say to have this mindset and this mentality that you're never
3: out of a game and come back and put up a win like
4: that? Uh, it's huge. Um, you know, you know, at this point, you know, we really feel like we can do anything. I um, mean, we understand that, you know, no matter what, you know, if we just continue to fight and do what we're supposed to do, then, you know, we're never out of any fight. All
3: right. So, 24-hour rule over. Give me your thoughts on TC. What have you seen from Max Duggan and the squad so far as you started to prep for the last home game?
4: Uh, you know, great team. Um, you know, they got some some really good backs. Um, and, you know, they're able to, you know, spread it around a lot on offense. So I'm looking forward to, you know, getting after those guys this Saturday.
3: I know maybe this is more of a post-game Saturday conversation, but what are those emotions like when you go into a game that you know is going to be the final home game?
4: Um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of emotions, to be honest. You know, obviously you want to close it out um, strong here, you know, being at home. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of emotions come Saturday.
3: And it was a big day for one Ronnie Perkins, three sacks, that is the most sacks that the Sooners have had in a game from an individual since Charles Tapper did it in 2014. And Perk was feeling pretty
5: good about this team, not just now, but going forward.
3: What was clicking? Yeah, that every move down at the time. Uh, at one point on Saturday, didn't you?
5: Yeah, I kind of did. Um, as the game went on, I just grew my confidence more after getting those first two. I just man, I could get another one. So towards the end of the game, I uh, went out on that last drive and got another one, and I feel like it helped the team uh, secure a win. How did that permeate
3: through everybody? Whenever you're having success, they see you getting after the quarterback. I mean obviously there were some tough times there, but how did you guys stay positive? How did you stay positive?
5: Um, at the end of the day, as Coach Good always says, you know, Every play, somebody got to make a play, so why not Why not have it be you? So, I mean, I just wanted to try to get a team to spark, you know, uh, keep the guys up on the sideline, uh, show them that I was keeping fighting, you know. So, some of them could probably just follow in my footsteps. and like, all right, he keep fighting, so I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to try to make a play after he made one. So, I was just trying to get a, give us a spark on defense. Yeah,
3: going back just real quick, being a three one four guy, St. Louis guy, what what brought you to Oklahoma? What kind of stood out about Norma
5: Um, I mean, the tradition, like – Everybody know about the University of Oklahoma from the old days to like the 2000s to now. So like the tradition, um, the way Coach, coach Tills recruited me, you know, he had a great recruiter, he had a great coach, a great guy. So like the the way they just tr- uh, was treating me on my visits when I came, I just I just fell in love with it. Any final thought before we let you go, how can this be a trampoline, kind of help catapult this
3: team the rest of the year and continue to build your confidence?
5: Um, it, it definitely shows that uh, we can easily fight through adversity. You know, whatever happens throughout these next few games, we just keep fighting and uh, definitely keep swinging, as Coach Grinch would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, So uh, let's keep swinging through it, uh, these next few games and fight through the adversity we uh, may come upon. Good luck this weekend. Thank you.
3: And then finally, the ultimate bounce-back game for Sooner captain Jalen Hurts. Uh, as he said, boo-boo, I think, was the term he used in the post-game in the first half. Uh, but they won the day. And now their goal was to win today, win tomorrow, and hope in the end went out. But here was Jalen at the presser. Take me through what clicked, what really started getting this thing going the right direction on Saturday. I think
6: we, um, there, there wasn't a doubt, and I think we all believed. We believed in each other. We came together. Um, and it was great for us. How important was it for you to let your teammates know how much that meant to you? In the locker room, post game, that they had your back. They definitely had my back. Um, talk about me being new, the new guy here, virtually. Um, you know, just different emotions every week playing with this group, and, and I love it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what's what's to come. But right now, we're focused on TCU and and being one to know this week. Gary Patterson, a good coach, a great defensive mind. What
3: have you seen from the Horn Frogs so far?
6: Yeah, I think they run their scheme really well. Very disciplined in what they do. Um, and and they they're, they're a good they're a good football team so i think we have to come ready to attack practice and get ready for them you mentioned that you have confidence in all your guys but it had to be somewhat reassuring
3: on that big stage to see a the oe's and to see these young guys step up
6: yeah um most definitely um i think i think they're all great players and i think they will only continue to get better so um You know, if we want to do the things we want to do, we're going to need every person on this team. So we just got to continue to take those steps and and everybody matters. You've said it, Coach Rally has said it, the best football is ahead of this team. What's the next step to get to playing your best football? We want to win the day first. You know, we want to go out there and have a good, productive day at practice today um, and go from there, you know. Congrats on the win. Good luck this week. Thank you. All right, guys, that's Jalen Hurts.
3: So there's the three Sooner players that were at the luncheon today. Lincoln Riley is coming up here in a mere moments. But before we welcome in the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, I want to remind you that now is the time to commit for 2020. That's right. The Sooner Club. Commit. Become a part of, become a member, become a family member of the Sooner Club. Donations directly impact the lives of every single student athlete in Crimson and Cream, and there's never been a better time to be a member of the Sooner Club than now. They have new payment options in 2020, including a five-month plan that's available for members to spread payments out leading up to the March 31st deadline. Members who opt into the payment plan before the end of November, so you're running out of time, also will receive up to 150 bonus points for the upcoming year. It's important to be a part of the Sooner Club because you make an immediate impact in the lives of the student-athletes in these programs. You help with facility projects, there's nutrition resources, academic support, travel, professional development, and psychological resources. Sooner Club staff are ready to discuss all these items with you. You can go to the Sooner Club.com or call 405-325-8000. As we sign off this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, we bring you the head coach of the Oklahoma
2: Sooners, Lincoln Riley. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at SoonerSports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OUOnTheAir. on the air. <laughs>
7: Excited, uh, excited certainly for the last home game. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that senior night and our last game here for this team is is already here. It's, we say it every year, but it, it really does fly by. So um, certainly excited coming off the win against Baylor. Um, should be a really fun week, getting ready to prepare against a, a, a very good TCU team, team that's really, in my opinion, improved a lot throughout the season, uh, playing you know, playing very well right now. Uh, had a big win up at Texas Tech last week. We all know how tough it is to win there. Playing extremely good defensively, like they always do. Um, a lot of new faces on that defense, but they're playing like TCU does on defense. So it's um, no surprise, uh, Coach Patterson. As I've always said, is one of the best at what he does. Um, offensively, a lot of really, really good playmakers. Couple. Couple really good backs. Uh, The young quarterbacks playing well for them. You know, talented skill group led by Jalen Rager. Um, Guys we played, know about, tough to stop. So, should be a fun week. Looking forward to a great crowd. Uh, Got to have our place rocking. Seven o'clock, Saturday night. You know, last one. Need to make it our best, both us as a team, fan base, everybody. Let's go have a great evening.
8: Lincoln, 20 years ago, Mike Leach brought the air raid here. There was no quarterback run game, and there was certainly no methodical time drives where they had four plays in the the third quarter and then 16, I think, total. Talk about the evolution of of how you changed the air raid from what it was.
7: Yeah, no, it's a a good question. Uh, You know, we were very similar at Texas Tech throughout those years, and then Uh, We got to East Carolina we didn't have as good of players um, relative to most of the people we played or as talented of players. And and so we had to just continue to adapt. And then always just my philosophy was, I mean, I I loved how we threw the ball. I thought there were times at Texas Tech where not not being able to run it or at times control it um, hurt us uh, as good as we were offensively. I thought there was some... Some opportunities there, and uh, I, we'd always kind of dreamed up that if you could have a great running game combined with the throw game and the mentality of kind of the air raid principles, that you could have something pretty good. And so we started doing it a little bit more last few years at East Carolina. Um, and then that was one of the exciting things coming here is you know, he felt like with the linemen, you could get here. Um, that the kind of backs you can get at Oklahoma that that could be a, a, a decent combination I think it has been and then yeah and then some of the run game has just been obviously not not just about the O-line and the running back personnel but certainly the quarterback personnel you know the three starters we've had here you know have all been a little bit different in that regard we've all used them in different ways and uh, that certainly served us well the other night you know, Lincoln, the tale of the two halves of this game is interesting because, uh, you know, in the first half, nothing goes right. You even make, you have more penalties than they do. But then when you guys put it together, uh, and they can't stop you, you stop yourself, you know, on one drive. What does it really say about your team as you move forward in the final three or four games, huge games you've got to play, of just how good you guys can be? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've developed some some toughness Um I think we've come together in maybe a little bit different way as a team over the over the last several weeks. And uh I mean it it it, it sets the stage to, to go play well here at the end but, but we still have to go do it. I mean it's you know, that's the momentum of winning a game like that is great, but it's not gonna be enough to beat TCU. I mean you got you gotta go you gotta go put it into action. And so the things that we did well as a team, uh the mentality of the team, that's you want that to continue and grow, and then and then some of the things that we didn't do well that caused us to be in a hole in the first place, we're certainly going to have to do better. So um, it's exciting, but we got to go. We got to go do something with it, and uh, that that'll be our message to the guys.
0: Jimmy Carlson,
1: <laughs> Lincoln. Obviously, everybody was celebrating as they should be after that game on Saturday. But Jalen, such an even keel guy, we really saw him enjoy that moment. What do you think was sort of wrapped up in that? And, and, you know, he, he like your other seniors, he's kind of coming down to the end here. Do you feel like he's maybe seeing things? Is there any sort of change that, you know, maybe was part of that too for him?
7: Um, I told Jalen before he came here that, you know, if, if he did come here, that one of my goals was going to be for him to um, to be able to enjoy it. You know, and to have fun with it, I think that's a. I think that's an important part of this game, and uh, you know, I've had guys like him before that take it so seriously, um, and he does have fun. He has he has more fun with it than probably you guys see on the outside, um, certainly. And uh, but yeah, no, it's fun to see. I mean, it just, and I think the joy was, and you know, what the team was able to do, and having each other's backs, and and um, you know, really trusting it. When it would have been easy to, again, easy to fold or easy to get away from what we're doing or easy to not believe in each other and to kind of hang in there in that moment was, you know, where his and a lot of our joy came from.
2: Thinking every time we ask you about the playoff, you you go to winning takes care of all that, yep. and, and I, I get it. And uh, you got a big one obviously Saturday night. Having said that, mm-hmm. this winning without a player as important as C.D. Lamb. Should that give you higher marks?
7: Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, some adversity that we've had. I mean, we've had, obviously not having CD the other night, you know, was 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 a factor. But I mean, you know, we, there's a lot of players we don't have right now. Um, we've, we've lost a lot of guys this year, a lot of season enders. And um, so we've been able to fight through. I mean, I think it says a lot about our team. Um, you know, what we can be and, and what we're pushing through. But a lot of people are pushing through, you know, different injuries, guys banged up. I mean, that's part of it, but um, so I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. You know, that's it's a better question for Joe.
0: <laughs> how they you? Lincoln, you? you guys always pride yourself on getting a lot of different receivers involved. But what specifically was the benefit, you think, moving forward of getting Lee Morris A handful of catches the other night especially considering Grant Calcaterra's status is a little up in the air and also could you comment on maybe where Grant's at
7: yeah Lee was a huge part of the game he he played he played excellent um Jalen did a good job finding him on a number of occasions Uh, you know and our, our, our guys outside have gotten some attention and so it's even with CD not there it was you know important to be able to Attacked some people over the middle and then and then Lee just made some clutch big time catches. I mean several of the catches he got he got hit a little bit and able to hang on. I mean it's what he's done his entire career here. So now great to see and he's always played well into years and in big games and, and um you know, I'm sure that you know I, Jalen already certainly had high confidence in him, but that certainly didn't hurt. Um yeah, Grant status, uh still still uh still won't be available this week you know could continue to monitor but but not ready
0: can you talk a little bit about just the recruiting of Gabe Burkage? how did you find him and how did you get him on campus and then also those drive that last drive setting up the final field goal just kind of memorable just think back to the 2017 K-State game 2018 Army how you kind of got yourself in position
7: yeah um yeah Gabe's recruitment you know coach coach Bullware. um you know and and uh and ryan doherty in our in our office they both kind of identified him liked him uh, thought he was a really really talented kid you know and looking at our looking at kind of where we were with austin with austin getting ready to leave it was it was a year we were certainly interested in taking a kicker and so we kind of you know when if you're going to scholarship a, a specialist you you got to be right you know and a lot of times we've been able to go to Walk on route at times with guys, and then you know get a couple of great ones and let them compete and and then you know and then scholarship the person who wins it but we we just felt like in the end that gabe was was good enough you know that that he was good enough to to do it, and we thought he had the power to be good on kickoffs, he got the ball up quick i mean he was just he was really really talented, and I uh, felt like if we could just develop him a little bit, he had a chance to be pretty good and he's he's certainly proven that um and then yeah the drive at the end uh yeah i mean it's when you have confidence in your kicker it certainly that that factors into your mind i mean we definitely wanted to score a touchdown but certainly once we got inside the you know 35 yard line you know we felt pretty decent about our chances of making a kick and so uh yeah, you're you're aware of that. Certainly, you don't want to go backwards. You know, Jalen did a great job on the one bad snap to have of, of of throwing the ball away. That was a huge, huge play in the game. And then we were able to kind of gain positive yards. We were really close to popping the screen there at the end and, and maybe scoring on that one, but we didn't. And yeah, you know, had a lot of confidence in Gabe. And I've said it a bunch. I know it gets overlooked, but yeah, Gabe's been great. But you know, having two guys like Casey and Connor, man, I'm just telling you that. That's just as important as kicking that thing through there. And those three guys have all operated at a high level. And they did it again in a, in a, uh, in a critical situation.
5: Yeah, Lincoln, RJ Proctor replaced Eric Swanson in the first half. Is that performance-based or did something happen to Eric? And what is the versatility and experience of Proctor meant to this team throughout the season?
7: Yeah, no, Eric was fine. Um, we, uh, we'd planned the whole time to, to play RJ. Um, we wanted to thought he had earned the right to play him some and then as RJ got in there thought he thought he was playing well and we gave him a couple series and then we we kind of started to settle in and got on a roll and so we ended up just leaving him in so um, yeah RJ's uh, he he has he's been important he's obviously played different positions for us um, been able to come in and do that as a graduate transfer Um, you know he stayed he stayed extremely positive through the playing some and then not playing some, and some of the back and forth. He's, he's, been a, he's worked hard at it and put himself in position to really contribute here a lot at the end of the season. Barry
8: tr- Trammell. Yeah, Parnell told us after the game that you guys uh, showed him some video from Super Bowl 51, the Patriots' big comeback. Who's responsible for thinking up that kind of prophetic situation? And is that, have you thought about just showing him the 49ers-Broncos
7: super bowl <laughs> 55 <to> 10 <laughs> yeah you stole the quote from me um yeah no we we had talked a lot through the week about uh just the different adversities you face and and sticking together as a team had really it was it was put a little bit more a little in a different way than that but that was kind of a, a part of our theme for the week and so uh Yeah, we had a couple videos we showed the team, and I think that particular one was one that uh, Coach Grant showed the defense um, throughout the week. So I'll tell him to pick one where we don't get down so far next time.
0: John Lincoln, I'm curious about the extremes that we've seen that this team has shown the last three three
7: games. Uh, You said after the Iowa State game, that the first half was probably as good as you've seen out here, and you could probably say the same thing about the second half of the Baylor game. Um, Throw
0: the Kansas State game; how that was up and down. How do you account for that? Those unbelievable extremes in in the course of one sixty minute game, and how do you try to level that out going forward?
7: Um, I mean, I think the answer to those things is always we always want to jump to conclusions one way or another. I mean, the answer is usually somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I thought. You know, we were a fraction off. You know, in the first half against Baylor, um, and they—you know—I give Baylor a lot of credit. I mean, they—they they made some really, really nice plays on on really all three sides of the ball against us. And it, it gets against good competition. Again, the margin is so thin. I mean, it's—you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not like you know we weren't just god awful in the first half, and we weren't. And then the flip side of that, we weren't the greatest team ever in the second half. It was just the margins are that thin. And we were able to get some momentum and clean up some of those small little mistakes. And that was enough for the difference. And so um, um, you're going to have those runs back and forth when you're playing good teams. Um, We certainly, you know, our our goal, no doubt, is to be able to play more consistently here in the last few games of the season. Um, I liked where our team was emotionally all the way throughout the game last week. We've got to be ready to lay it on the line emotionally again this week and then play a little bit cleaner throughout.
5: Okay, Brown. Yeah, uh, Coach, you guys, you guys have six November wins over the last two years. Five of them are five points or fewer. Uh, one way or another, you guys keep finding a way to win these games, a comeback, a mm-hmm. big play on offense, big play on defense. I obviously, this is a pattern goes beyond X's and O's. What is it about the people you have here that allows them to fight in themselves to keep making these plays at crunch time? Well,
7: I think we, I think we believe, I think we believe in ourselves. I think we believe in, in that regardless of how the game's going, good, bad, whatever, that we can find a way to do it. Um, I've said a lot. Of, we've really worked hard to try to improve throughout the years, and a lot of times these November games tend to be against the best teams too, you know, and so we've. we've you know, we've done it against some good competition. We had, obviously, you know, played a great team the other night. We're getting ready to play a really good football team here coming up again. So, I mean, it's, yeah, no, we found a way. I do think it's some of the culture in this place and, and the teams that we've had and players that are, you know, winning winning games and having a chance to win a championship at the end of the season has been of the utmost importance to them. Ryan
0: Aver. Lincoln, you talked about Lee Morris a little bit ago. I'm curious.
2: What you make of the way he handled things early in the season when he wasn't uh, a a big part of this offense and how that's helped him, you know, be
0: productive here late in the
2: season. Yeah,
7: he's been one of our, probably one of our most unselfish players for the entire time he's been here. I mean, you know, one, he came here as a walk-on, you know, probably shouldn't have been, you know, and then he's played on darn near every special team. Uh, special teams that every one of them that we've had um, you know kind of done been a kind of a jack of all trades offensively you know never he never says a word he just works shows up he's there every single day he's really tough Um, he's really made himself into a really really good football player so um, yeah it's uh, I mean I'm not surprised at all with how he handled it I would have never worried about that with him at all but that's that's part of why the play, he's the player he is, and a good example for a lot of young guys. Joey Helmer, yeah. The contributions you got from some of your uh, young receivers—how much confidence in the big stage does that give you in using them more going forward? No, that was it was good. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of the biggest plays in the game, which is you know it's exciting for us. I mean, this team now, but exciting for you know our program in the future is a lot of the biggest plays in the game were made by you know, freshmen and sophomores. And uh, so that was, that's pretty fun to see. No, it, and it can be, it can be a great confidence boost for those guys and, and um, you know, confidence in our older guys to, to give them opportunities and confidence in coaches to give them opportunities. And we're, we're certainly going to need them.
8: Steve Levins. Coach, do you expect
2: C.D. Lamb to be able to play? And
8: you had
7: two, three other guys uh, play
8: the other night like Ely that you mentioned were kind of nicked up, but were able to play through it. Did you? Are you going to have those guys uh, moving forward if, if there's no injuries
7: this week? Yeah, I would anticipate uh, the guys that played. Um, I mean, it's into the year. You're going to have some guys banged up, but I think the guys that played um, have all got a got a pretty good shot to be available for us. Uh, CD's still going to be up in there. I mean, we'll you know we haven't seen our guys yet this week um, with with Sunday being our off day. Um, it's not a it's not a definite no, but certainly not a definite yes right now. Gary
8: Trammell. Yeah, Gary Patterson said this morning that um, just, w- he went home and just watched your game live. Said it looked like to him in the first half, you guys played without a lot of energy. And then in the second half, it looked like Baylor sort of got uh, maybe depleted on the energy level. And he thought both of you had had two really tough games before. And it's just hard to maintain a, that kind of uh, Energy level, week after week after week. Is that a factor in anything we saw Saturday night? No, oh, no, that was
7: probably the most excited we've been to play all year. I mean, yeah, I'm, I do TV doesn't always portray it, but no, our 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 our, our sideline, our kids ready to play that game. I, I would almost argue that we maybe had a little bit too much early, but it certainly wasn't for lack of it. No. Karen.
2: I'm sorry if you address this in post I went down there, but um, the, the play that, that Jalen made on the field goal drive, where the ball's 10 or 15 yards behind him, and he's scrambling back not just to maintain possession, but to gather himself mm-hmm. and, and basically save the down, save the, save the yardage. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that I mean, you. I guess the first thing is keep possession, but for him not just to do that, but to, to save yardage. To just address just how yeah, unique no, it's, that is. It was, no,
7: it was good. I mean, we we, we coached that. Um, you know, I I can't. He's probably sick of watching it now. I got a good example. I don't have to show this one anymore. But I've showed them the the clip of uh, Baker doing that against Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. I think it was late in the third, maybe. Um, and we snapped it over his head, and he did the same thing. Probably saved us 20 yards. I think we ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. And uh, I've showed them that a lot of times. Every time we have a bad snap in practice, they they know that clip's coming next because it's. You know, there's there's other factors, you know, that have to be present to, to you know, make it an incomplete pass and not a penalty and all that. But, uh, yeah, just really good awareness by Jalen in the moment and was able to scoop it clean. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's no different than compete, completing a really tough 20-yard pass down the middle. I mean, that's because that's obviously that's probably about what it saved us.
1: Lincoln, I know that the guys have to go out and execute, um, but in a game like we saw Saturday, are there things that you say to your guys? Do you try to keep it the same to, to maintain that you know it's, it's, this is still a normal setup, or do you have to change it up? Do you have to draw on things from your past to try to, to change what you're seeing out of your guys?
7: Um. Well, I think there's two sides of it. I mean, I think you go into each game with, you know, some really key points that that we know we have to do well. And then, but then, you know, the game is always so unpredictable. I mean, that's not in our wildest dreams that we have thought it would have started like that. And so I do think, you know, you've got to be ready to adjust. And a lot of our message stayed the same. Some of it was just, continuing to trust the original message even though this isn't going the way that we want it to and honestly probably a large portion of it was that and I think we were able to draw back on on our experience at Kansas State um and I think again I know I said it over and over and it's probably boring to you guys but we were able to really draw back on the week that we had I mean that's even even down 28 to 3 on the road when nothing's going right the week that we had did happen and you are prepared and you are very capable and um to not forget that just because of the circumstances and our guys, they they absolutely believed it.
5: Um, you mentioned not being worried about Lee Morris not playing a big role in the first half of the season. What about guys like Jaden Hazelwood, yeah. Theo Weese, who are, probably came in expecting to be big parts right right off the bat? Was it tough to get them to trust the process?
7: Oh, I I think it's for a young guy. I think it's always tougher. Um and you want guys that, that wanna play. I mean if, if they're if they're okay just standing over the sidelines or not playing, then they're they're not the right guy either. So there's a there's a very, very fine line. And those guys have handled it well. I mean they've they've wanted they want opportunities, you know, they want the chance to play more. I mean, you know, Stogner, there's a bunch of guys on our team in that situation. And uh they they want those opportunities and so but there there's two things i mean they have to understand one the the great plays or highlight plays you make are are great but the opportunities goes to the ones that are the most consistent and you've got to go prove that you're deserving of those reps and then and then there's also times and again lee's a great example where he's got a lot of reps and Has some games where not many balls come his way, and then all of a sudden he has a huge night for us. And that's that's it can go that way too. And uh, you know, it's we've got we're lucky that we've got some old guys that are very unselfish that have been through this that can be great examples to those guys. And I think in large part they've handled it well. And then you know, when they got an opportunity on a big stage, they were ready. Okay, we'll go to Daniel
1: Dwyer. Uh, Lincoln, talk about just Ronnie Perkins' performance uh, this past weekend and just what he has meant and how he's grown this season
7: with the defense. Yeah, no, he was he was awesome the other night. He really was. He was our, our defensive player of the game. Um, had three big sacks, another big tackle for loss. Um, you know, he is – you know, Neville's really gotten a lot of attention inside, um, and that's created some opportunities on the edges for – For a lot of one on ones with our guys, and our guys have got to be able to win those. And Ronnie was able to win his fair share the other night. So uh, that's—he's definitely evolved and growing as a player. Uh, He's becoming starting. I feel like to take some of those steps of you flash some as a freshman, and he he did a lot of good things. But starting to certainly become a more consistent player. I think the scheme has really fit his skill set well. And and, uh, but certainly he had some, you know, some some huge ones the other night. James. Yeah, Jalen Redmond has battled for playing time with Stokes, but it looked like he had a kind of a coming out game. He just seemed to be all over the field. What about his development? Throughout? Yeah, he was active. He 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 played certainly one of his better games. He was he was very active the other night. I thought he was one of the guys. I, I really our whole team, but he was kind of like the team in that he had a tremendous week of practice. Was extremely active through the week, and so wasn't really surprised to see him. You know, create a lot of havoc the other night. So, and it, it, he is just he's just still scratching the surface of how good he can be. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, he's got to keep developing, but, but he's, he could really, really be a good player. I mean, there's no doubt, and nights like the other night, I think build his confidence, and he's just got to keep going and having weeks like he did last week.
8: Harry? Yeah, uh, Lincoln, did you guys go to a more vertical running game in the second half? And was that the 32-yard run by Kennedy? Uh, when you were second and nineteen, how how uh, tough was a call that for you to run the ball on second and nineteen, backed up in your own end?
7: Um, I don't remember it being that tough. I mean, I don't get caught up a whole lot in runs and passes. We just call the best play in the moment. I mean, I, th- I think when you do that, you all of a sudden you cut off half of what you could call. I mean, I I've just never called plays like that. Um, Run game wise there's a few little adjustments throughout the game I thought we we had a pretty decent mix you know we got the ball on the edge there uh, a couple of times we we're able to penetrate through the middle um, so we always want to try to you know attack the defense in several different ways with the run game. there wasn't a whole lot different I would say that we called um, executed a little bit better um, in the second half we had some good runs in the first half too but executed a little bit better uh, and we're really close to to popping a couple of more so. Um, but now schematically I would say overall not a whole lot different.
5: Jalen's heading into a senior senior game on Saturday. Has his impact away from the football field been what you wanted it to be on especially guys like Spencer Radler and those young know, freshman receivers that came in? Yeah,
7: yeah, no, he's had he's had a really good impact on our on our program, our guys. Um, you know, seen a guy that, you know, prepares like he's a pro and has a great mindset and approach, um, and then certainly some of the ways handled, you know, the different things throughout the season. You know, coming in trying to learn a new offense fast, the different challenges with that. You know, trying to become a leader on a team of guys that you don't know. Um, you know, some of the adversity throughout the season. I mean, that's no doubt. It's uh, you know, that's what you hope you have. You hope you have really good guys in in each of these rooms that when they leave, you there's still lessons and and they, they've you know the guys in there have taken a lot from them. It makes them even better. And
5: Baker obviously had his second half against Tennessee in 2015. It was Kyler in Texas last year and Jalen the other night. What what kind of the flip is switch for those quarterbacks that you've seen where they just not as played their best ball in the first half and then obviously, obviously did what he did in the second half?
7: Um, well, I mean, they're all capable of it because all three of those guys are mentally tough and they're all extreme competitors. You know, and if you're truly that, then the the game how the game's going you, you don't you don't view it as a fan you just you just continue to compete and uh, you got to you got to think that way just to give your chance uh, give yourself a chance and then then obviously you got to go out and do it and they've all been capable of it and they've all had a supporting cast that's, that's helped them do it pressure's on. Uh, Baylor might have the the uh, best defense overall in the Big 12. I think maybe you guys make a case for that now. But did you sense during the game because of the play disparity and the time disparity in the second half, did you sense that they were getting tired? Did you, did you get on the headsets and say, we got them now, boys, they're tired or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, just because, you know, a lot of our guys are playing the same amount of snaps too. You know, I've, I've There's times against certain teams, maybe a team that doesn't sub a whole lot or this or that, that 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 can happen. But, I mean, you know, we're playing virtually the same lineman all the game, you know, the game too. We're playing the same quarterback. For the most part, played the same running back, rotated receivers a little bit. So, I mean, uh, I I didn't sense that a ton. I mean, both teams were a little tired at the end. It was just, I think some of it was the amount of plays and some of it was just the, the those games like that are heavy hitters, man. I mean, they... Games like that, guys are always kind of spent, you know, at the end of the night, just because every play is is full speed and it's it's physical and it's an emotional and and so um, I think probably more a result of that than anything. Thanks, yeah, Thanks. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers,
5: but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car,
6: use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader.